0: Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly, and this is Shauna Danberg, and you've joined the Don't Mess With Our Kids podcast, and there are mothers and grandmothers and women of all ages and men who've had enough because the attack on our kids has gone way too far, and there's a lot of people that are going to do something about it. And so this grassroots movement, Don't Mess With Our Kids, has taken hold in America And it's on the rise. It's so easy to be engaged. Part of that is what you're doing right now, which is listening to this podcast, sharing this podcast with everybody you know. And also on April 13th, 2024, go to your state capital because we will be in all 50 states, also in Washington, D.C. Now, that's not the big Washington, D.C. That's not the big gathering. (laughs) But on April 13th, spread out all across the 50 states, 51 locations with D.C., But we will be praying, fasting, and standing for the family unit. It is going to be powerful, and we believe it's going to be impactful and create change, which is what we need right now. And then there will be that large gathering in D.C. where we all get to meet a million women and their families in Washington, D.C. in the fall of 2024. So this episode we're headed into right now is part two with Mark Gonzalez. And if you have not listened to part one, you'll want to listen to that. But as we head into part two, he's going to be showing us some visuals and pick up where we left off in our conversation. But these visuals are videos, they're slides. So if you are not on our YouTube channel right now and you do not see the video portion, we're going to recommend that you go down to the caption there and you go ahead and click on our YouTube site. So you can go to YouTube and you can watch the visuals because that will matter for part two of our interview with Mark Gonzalez. And here we go. I'm pumped because we're going to move into your, you have a, a, you just showed those slides to me when I was with you and they're amazing. Um, but before we do that, I want to show this video. Now, if you guys have tuned in after my introduction, let me say this one more time. We're going to show a video and we're going to have some slides and it's not for young audiences. And so if you have any kids around you, you know, on your lap watching this, this is when you're going to want to, you know, come back to this later or walk into another room if you can do that, whatever. Um, And what's ironic is you're about to see pictures that are in schools. Okay. This is, what we're actually screening is what kids are seeing. (laughs) So, but we don't want to add to that at all. Um, But I think it's extremely important that the church sees what's going on outside the walls, outside of our Bible studies, outside of, and, and it's actually going on possibly in the backpacks of our kids coming home from school, picking a library book, you know, from the shelf and throwing their bag. And now they're in their bedroom reading a book that you have no idea that is happening right under our noses. And I'm, I'm massively concerned about that. So anyway, we're going to show this um, video. Would you set up this video for us, Mark? And then we'll go ahead and play that in just a minute.
1: Well, again, as we move into the segment, we have to realize there's an agenda that's being pushed on our kids being pushed on society. And this is what we're talking about. We, We don't have anything against homosexuals. Transgender individuals, hey, the greatness of America is you get to be whatever it is you want to be, okay? But when that agenda begins to infringe on our rights as parents and on our rights as individuals, okay, everybody's protected with the Constitution. There's human rights all over the Constitution. You're asking for special rights. That's a whole other topic. We'll get into those later. But going back to the schools, this agenda that is being pushed is coming straight from the National Education Association. And you're gonna see a clip right here to let you know the mandate that the teachers are getting that then what they have to do with the classroom when it pertains to our children. Let's watch this clip. Okay,
0: so this is the national convention, correct? Of yes. the National Education Association. So this is this is what's coming to, um imp- this is the impartation video. for yeah. the teachers. Yeah, okay, go ahead and roll that video.
2: We want to completely have full choice for parents, full education, freedom here in Oklahoma. Parents will be in charge of our education system, not these woke teachers units. We will say gay. We will say trans. We will use the word. The class knew that I'm in, they all switched the backgrounds. They're second graders. I saw one part where the, the unions apparently are asking you to stop talking about them because they're losing membership. That's right. You know, I had a union leader pull me aside and say, you know, you keep talking about all of our positions and we're losing membership. And I go, well, the truth hurts, doesn't it? In a red state like Oklahoma, most of our teachers have conservative values and they're mortified at the positions you take. These so-called leaders are taking freedoms away. Freedom away from a kindergarten to third grade teacher in Florida to love openly and with pride. This Supreme Court... And significant numbers of radicalized elected officials have walked away from freedom and justice for all toward an extreme, controlling, discriminatory, exclusionary, misogynistic, homophobic, out of touch, racist, cruel, crap, corrupt ideology! Corrupt! We're going to call him that. We're going to call him next. attractive persons. No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with the popular They like to operate behind closed doors. They like to bully and intimidate lawmakers. If you get in the way of our progress toward a more just nation, we will get in the way of your election. They shut down schools. They're pushing this radical gender theory in the schools. They are fighting parents and school They're fighting things like transparency in our schools. You read books, you don't ban them. You teach the truth about our history, you don't deny it. You protect our children's safety, not the gunmakers' profits. You- Prefer to push books like the Constitution and the Bible out of our schools while injecting books like Gender Queer and Flamer. This week we are chatting with Maya Kobabe. and This book, like you said, Young Adult Experience. A book like this, or any book that sort of explored specifically non binary would have probably taken 10 years of, like, confusion and uncertainty out of my life. And you would think about all of the kids out there that have found the book and, you know, probably are just, you know, saying, finally. You have been champions of social justice. Justice must be an action. You, I believe, are essential future of our democracy we have teachers unions that don't want the best teachers to make more money they don't like the fact that we're giving huge signing bonuses to high performing teachers to reclaim public education as a common good as the foundation of this democracy and then transform it into something it was never designed to be we will act As if it were possible to radically transform our world every day, all day, in every school, in every community, in
3: every state, across this nation. I want to talk about minor attractive persons. They've not chosen attraction, so you don't get to choose to be heterosexual or to be gay. You don't get to choose to be a minor attractive person. Term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult. all day. Stand up for
2: public education.
0: Wow. Wow. (laughs) What do you say to that? Well, I saw power in that pulpit.
1: I guess the question is,
0: yeah, the question is, will we preach with the power of God and the truth, or are we going to skirt the issues? But that was literally the NEA. That was their national convention to basically address the teachers of our nation. What thoughts do you have, Shauna?
3: I'm almost speechless. That was,
0: that's the first time you've seen it.
3: That's the first time I've seen that. Yeah. That was, that was incredible. Their gusto. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. And yet we sit back and are quiet. Most of us, many Mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. So I can't wait to see your presentation, Mark. I can't wait to see some more of these
0: slides. Yeah. Let's go for it. Why don't you go ahead and pop that on there? Take us through what you think we need to know at this point. I know that we're all kind of just sitting here after listening to that going, wow. Um, go ahead and in the comments, everybody, go ahead and put, you know, whatever it is, maybe you, you know, how did that, how did that video affect you? What is it that God's talking to you about? What is it that you personally felt from that? Um I think it used to be this subtle thing. It used to be this thing that we could just go, "Oh, wow, they're just kind of dropping seeds and hints," and and now it's just an all-out aggression. So I don't think we can uh, present ourselves as soft in this time where we're going to lose. We're going to lose our kids. All right. So Mark, um, take us take us through this.
1: Yes. Uh, <clears throat> well, let, let's take this a little. Go down a little bit of memory lane. Then we're going to move into some additional slides Uh, because I'm going to kind of skip through our presentation just for the sake of time. We can always come back and uh, deal with some other areas. But for us, we went back into 1962 when prayer was taken out of school, 63 when the Bible was taken out of school, 73 when abortion was made legal, right? And in 73, I'm only five years old. It's not my battle. Okay, where was the church in 73? Where are the church in 63 and 62? Mind you that in between 63 and 73, there's a move of God taking place in America called the Jesus Movement. And with the move of God taking place in our country, okay, abortion still becomes legal. Okay, I look at There's something wrong with that picture. How can God be on the scene of my nation? How can God be moving by his spirit And abortion still becomes legal because here's the point. It's not enough to have a good church if we're not impacting culture, right? And that's what this whole thing is about. We've gotten stuck in the inside, the four walls of our church. And the time has come for us to get out of the, everybody else is coming out the closet. It's time for us to come out of the closet too. It's time for the church to wake up. It was asleep. It's time to wake up. And we're part of that alarm clock. And and so uh, with that said, I I just want to, you know, and now I tell folks, look, I'm a grandpa. I got a grandson that we're not going to give him this mess. We're going to be found about our father's business, doing our part to make sure we give him a better future of them. What's going on right now. And so this is why we're doing it. We're doing it for him and for all the other hundreds of millions of children that are being affected by the NEA and the agenda that's being pushed on teachers that then is being pushed to the classroom. This is why we're here tonight. Because we need to do something about that, and we have the power to do it. And so with that, you know, I want to just share a few scriptures uh, that God used to anchor me into this arena. And one of those scriptures comes out of Matthew 13, 24, right? Which is the parable of the man which sowed good seed in the field. I believe that's a picture of America. Okay, I I believe that that field is America, that good seed, that that incorruptible seed, that's what the Bible calls good seed in the Bible, is incorruptible, is America. When our founding fathers established this nation on on that Judeo-Christian ethos, that biblical incorruptible seed that when you put it in the ground, always brings a harvest. This is why I believe in American exceptionalism. I believe in american exceptionalism we've had one government since 1789 okay all the meanwhile france is that 15 haiti 23 and you see brazil you see the numbers ecuador 20 the philippines seven russia four poland seven nigeria nine okay south africa five seventeen six south korea ghana chi and china now i'm not talking from 1789 we're talking 1931 1932 1954 1957 They've had all these turnover in governments and constitutions, but well, we've had one. And, and, and why is that? Why have we only had one? Because when you put incorruptible seed into the fabric of a nation, you don't have to do it twice because it's gonna work the first time. And this is what makes us great. Not because we're 4% of the population and we're 25% of the world's economy. Not because we're 4% of the population and we're 96% of all the patents that, that that are in the globe. Okay, it's not about that. It's about that incorruptible seed that was founded, that created in our constitution. Every layer of the constitution comes out of a scripture in the Bible. Our founding fathers made sure of that. And because of that, we've still, we've only had one, right? When the average is 17 years, we're 235 and still counting, right? We haven't had to change it because we, we was, it was made on those principles of the Bible. And that's what I love about what this country is all about in our constitution. But while men slept, the enemy came in, so tears among the wheat while the church slept, Okay, next thing you know, uh, no prayer in school, no Bible in school. Abortion is legal. All these things are happening in 62 and 63 and 73. And what do they say? What did they ask? Just what do we do? An enemy has done this. Well, I can't give the devil all the blame because we, the church, had a role to play and we didn't play it, right? And it's time for us to do our part in this whole saving of America and saving of our nation. They said, what do we do? Do we pull it all out? And And what was the scripture say? It said, no. You're going to have to live in a society that doesn't have prayer in school, doesn't have the Bible in school, abortion is legal, same-sex marriage is legal, okay, all this agenda is taking over the day. You're going to have to live in that society, but the thing is, it does not end there. This is why we do what we do, and we're on this here together tonight, is because the next verse says, Let them both grow together, not forever, until... Amen. This is what this thing is about. It's the until, until the harvest. And this is what we're believing. 2024, we're declaring a year of the mega harvest and we're declaring, we're going to see a move of God like never before. And the until is here. And we're serving notice to heaven and earth and beneath the earth that the until is here. We're going to see a change and a shift begin to take place in 2024, especially because there's women arising all across this nation to let their voice be heard. The next verse, we all know this in Matthew 5.13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore what? Good for nothing. I need that to sink in. Because mind you, my Bible isn't read. This is Jesus talking to the 12 guys that were gonna. he was going to use to turn the world upside down, right side up. Those same 12 that we talk to about this day, that we read about in scripture, that we preach about, okay, every time we open up the scriptures and so forth, those same 12, he's telling them, I don't, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, it doesn't matter. If you're not being salt, you're absolutely no good for nothing. So here's the point. God says it doesn't matter how big your ministry, how big your network, how big your fan base, it doesn't matter how many people follow you, it doesn't matter how big your email system, it doesn't matter how many TV programs, radio programs, magazines, newspapers, it doesn't matter what you have. If you're not being salt, you're absolutely no good for nothing but to be cast out and tried underfoot a man. This is what we can tell when we go into a community has, is the church being salt in that community. Because, see, we don't have to guess what's going to happen. Right? Because he already told us, if you're not salt, you're going to be cast out and you're going to be tried underfoot. This is why every time I turn on the television, every time I I, I turn on the radio and I'll get a newspaper and so forth, we're seeing how faith is getting pushed out of the public square. We see how the church is being persecuted and all these things that are happening. Why? Because we're not being salt. Because what's salt? Salt doesn't just that flavor. Salt is a preservative. So Jesus was saying, look, man, if you're not preserving society where you're at, you're worthless to me. Because you're the only thing i put on the earth to preserve society. And if you're not doing your job that you've been anointed to do by me, okay, you're worthless to me. And I was saying, okay, Lord, God shook me, rocked my world. And I came out of this closet after three years of bucking doing this and saying, I don't want nothing to do with it. Find you somebody else, da-da-da-da. Finally, when we gave in, I said, all right, Lord, let, let's, I, I will be salt. And we begin to move and mobilize the church. And this is what you know we, we've been doing. And this is why I said earlier okay, this is about biblical values and getting out the vote. Yes, prayer is always in the mix. That, that nothing happens outside of prayer, but we need to move beyond the prayer and add to prayer our, our getting out the vote and our action steps of voting and voting biblical values. And that's what this thing is all about. And I always challenge pastors, especially as we talked about earlier. We can do 100% voter registration, 100% voter turnout from our pulpits in our churches. My church was 100% voter re- voter registered, 100% voter turnout. See, because it doesn't matter the turnout. See, why do the Jewish, why the, do elected officials court the Jewish community, right? And, and, you know, and this has nothing to do with what's going on right now. It's not about that. It's about 97% of the Jewish community votes. I want you to think about that right? They basically, they're almost hundred percent. They're going to come out, they're going to vote. And people know that. And remember, what are the three things that move Washington? Money, polls, and votes. So when you as a community are 97% of you come out and vote, you're a community that I need to talk to. Okay. It doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter the smallest people group in America. It's 97% of them come out and vote. And that's why it's important uh, for us to realize of what's going on and taking place. And I'm going to skip around here uh, just for the sake of time. Uh, I'm going to go. Because you're good. I, and I, we're not
0: in a, we're not in a huge hurry. Mark, okay. Too, So you're and, good. Uh,
1: so let me, well, then I'm going to skip. And then if we can come back, I'll cover some more, some yeah, more. Things in, right. Because um, if, we, if we're not being salt, right. These are the things that we begin, you know, to see, right. We start seeing things like this when we see, you know, this satanic, uh, sculpture here next in Oklahoma, next to the 10 commandments. Right. And so we had to go to court, uh, to bring that thing down. So they, they brought it down. Uh, now you tell me if we want or not, I don't know, because they brought down the statue, but they also brought down the 10 commandments. All right. So you decide if we want or not, then they take that same statue and they take it to, to Detroit for the largest to that time, the, the largest satanic services and uh, demonstrations that we had ever had in America to this same statue. We so happen to be mobilizing in Detroit when this thing is coming down the street, wrapped, tied up in a, in, a, in a trailer, coming down for this particular service. And so that they were doing right. This is what happens when we're not being salt. Okay. We see in Texas, we had to pass a Merry Christmas bill. So you could say Merry Christmas and not be sued in the buckle of the Bible belt. Right. These were the things that that are happening. Right. These these cheerleaders, coach cheerleaders, they were putting these scriptures on these banners while the football team was running out onto the field. And because they were putting these ban these scriptures on the banners, they got taken to court. We have these uh, in a high school kid, the last leg of the 440 relay, the pinnacle of high school sports is to get the state. OK, well, the, the last race to go to state, the last leg was a Christian young man. Okay, he gets the baton and he's running, crosses the finish line in first place. And all because he's grateful to God because they won, all he did was raise his finger. And because he raised his finger, they got disqualified. Right? This oh was in the US. This was in Texas, by the way. Again, Texas, I'm sticking to Texas right here. We see what they're telling the judges are telling, you know, valedictorian salutatorians, no prayer at high school graduations. And if you vow to, you know, you can't pray under judge's orders. You're not allowed to pray. Well, that happened in Santa Fe Independent School District. The judge literally told the school in the valedictorian, 18-year-old, okay, you can't mention God, Jesus, your faith in your speech, and and to make sure, I'm going to put a marshal in the graduation, okay? And if you do, I'm going to put you in jail, and you're going to wish you had never been born. Wow. All right, I want you to get that to an 18-year-old. You're going to wish you had never been born. All right. This is what they're facing and this is what they're dealing with. All the meanwhile, I tell people, what, what do we do as pastors? What do we do as, as Christian parents and so forth? What do we tell our young people? Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Be true to Christ. Be bold for Jesus. I tell people, why are we telling our children, are you to take a stand for Christ and biblical values when we as pastors and churches won't? Mm-hmm. Always say, oh, do you know, go fight my battle. I'm not willing to fight it for my church. I'm not willing to fight it for my pulpit. So you go fight it for me. You go deal with with, with ACOU, you go deal with Planned Parenthood. you go deal with these things. Why should they take a stand so they can get so they can get taken to court so they can get put in jail right? why so they can get disqualified when we won't speak from it from our pulpits? this, this needs to change. We cannot this is no longer an option. We have to engage like we've never engaged before. And this is why this is why this is going on and taking place. So I, I wanna, I wanna, and, and I wanna move to this other area of this presentation. Cause I need us, there's a whole lot here, right? And this is why it's important that we engage. I, I wanna, because again, we mobilize the church, we mobilize voting. And because if we don't engage and, and we're not voting and we're not participating and, and, and doing our part, like we mentioned before, these are the things that happen. Okay, here we mobilize the church in Fayetteville and we won. Uh, Soji's are where... You allow men to walk into women's bathrooms and so forth, right? And so we were able to win and mobilizing the church. Same thing happened in Springfield. We're mobilizing the church, all these things. See what's going on with same-sex wedding cakes in in, uh, in, in Gresham and the Gresham Bakery, and we saw what's going on with the photographer in New York, New Mexico, right? They're going after the creative arts, right? So mm-hmm. hey, we don't take a stand, man. They're coming. You're gonna bake my cake. You're gonna take my picture. And now we're getting into the schools of what's happening and taking place. Right in California, they you know they signed the transgender bill. Now this is becoming you know this is lightweight compared to the stuff that we're seeing now. But in right now, in California, that if 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 I if I was uh, if I wanted to play in the girls' soccer team, you couldn't tell me no. If I wanted to uh, bathe in the girls' locker room, you couldn't tell me no. That's alive and well right now, not as a district, as a state. Okay, this is a state bill right? And so these are the things that we need to be mindful of. In California, they passed a trans birth certificate bill. So even if you were born a a male, if you feel you're a female now, you can go back and change your birth certificate, right? Uh, Right now, California, New Mexico do this. And this is why it's, again, so important for us to engage because it's coming now. It's no longer about just what's happening in Washington. It's also about what's happening at the local level, I mean, this happened to a pastor at the local level. The city council told him, uh, you're going to have to use your chapel to have same-sex weddings. He said, I can't. It's against my constitutional right, First Amendment, religious freedom. He goes, I'm a Christian. I can't do that. My religious conscience. They said, we don't care. If you don't do it, we're going to put you in jail. Guess what? He had to go to jail. Now, praise God, we've got Alliance Defending Freedom with defense pastors and, and so forth. We're able to take him out, but he had to go to jail. This is where this is going we see what the, the you know the new move that's taking place in society the modern families but same sex couple adopting babies and so forth and this is what we got to be mindful of because elections have consequences yeah right when when under the uh uh obama administration okay the largest adoption agency in america was the catholic adoption agency right they were told if you want to keep receiving federal dollars okay you're going to have to allow same sex couple to adopt babies And they said, well, we can't do that. That's against the tenets of our faith. Okay, so they literally had to shut down the largest adoption clinic agency in America because they wouldn't cave into the pressure of allowing this because they would have they would go against their tenets. Right then. And so they had to close down. Now we got a different president, Donald Trump, who was for, you know, he's defended religious freedom. And it changed. He said, well, you don't have to do that. We're going to protect religious freedom. They were able to open again, have adoptions all over again because we didn't have to adhere. And why do I say this? Because elections matter. We got to pay attention Mm -hmm. to these things that are going on and taking place. We saw what happened with the Supreme Court, right? This uh, now same-sex marriage is legal in America, right? I tell people, this is not the picture they got me. This is the one. I said, those colors don't belong to the LGBTQ. Those colors belong to God's covenant people. And I'm here to take my colors back for his honor and glory. That's what this thing is about at the end of the day. We have to once again begin to take a stand on biblical principles, okay, of the day, of what's going on and taking place in our society. Because if we don't, these are the things that are happening because they're being bold about it. Okay, right. they, they're, not, they're not being passive. We saw the NEA. I mean, they were preaching. There were preachers up there behind them podiums. Okay, that we're just letting it rip their truth. Well, it's time that we begin to let our pulpits thunder his truth, God's truth, like never before. We have to be like the sons of Issachar, right? The Bible says that not only did they understand the times that they were living ago, they were men that understood the times, but not only did they understand the time. This is, inco- this is important. The Bible says they knew what they were supposed to be doing. Mm. and being silent is no longer an option. Being silent is no longer an option. I know that it's time for me to engage. It's time for me to do my part. It's time for me to get to the ballot box and bring others with me. It's time for me to start volunteering and serving and uh, and, and running for office at school boards, city council, or whatever level God tells you, planning, planning and zoning boards and commissions there's so many levels, but we need to begin to engage because it's time we begin to take this back because if we don't, we're going to keep getting what we're getting right now. And what we're getting right now is not to the benefit of our children. And that's right. what this thing is about right now. We're here today fighting for our kids. Yeah. So this is what this thing is about because if not, this agenda is getting deeper and deeper by the day. Right. We're seeing now what's going on and taking place where we're seeing these this drag queen story hour that they're doing in libraries and schools all across America. Many times they're doing it without letting parents know, without letting people know. Many times they're sex offenders. Many times they're people with rap sheets, all these things that if you and I were doing that, we would never. okay, be allowed to do this, but because it's a drag queen, they they can do whatever it is that they want to do. OK, and so, again, we're dealing with an agenda here. OK, we're not talking about the individual here. We're talking about an agenda that's being pushed on our children that we got to say enough is enough. We're not going to allow this to continue to stand and take place. All these things. Who's going to bring a three or four or five year old to do this? OK, and we have to, again, begin to t- because it's happening everywhere. It's happening all over the place. OK, and so it's time that we begin to do our part. We're seeing, you know, sexually graphic poems and and books all this stuff that's going on, you know, this drag queen, this was the one that went all over America, right? In Minnesota, uh, this drag queen, this this is a male, dressed like a woman, sits down, nothing under their miniskirt, opens up their their legs in front of everybody. And you see this little girl sitting right there in front. All right, right there. So there's no four or five-year-old that needs to be seeing any of that. If you and I did that, we go to jail. Yeah. Okay, but oh they can they can do whatever it does not matter because again there's an agenda that's being pushed that we can no longer allow to just go unfettered. And so now we see here's another drag queen performing for children when she begins to strip during the performance with children. I'm just like, what are we doing? Right. This is what we're seeing. It's not no, it's not okay. No, we just can't allow this to happen. This is why school boards are so vital. And so important, and we'll get into more of that later. But, you know, and now we see this is this is a third-grade curriculum sex head that's being taught to our children right now. Okay, talking about foreplay, talking about mutual masturbation and rubbing and, and stroking and all this. You're going to rub, and it's going to swell, and you're going to do this, and that's called an orgasm. And You know, I'm like, what are we doing here? My God. help us. We cannot allow this to just sit there and, you know, die. We just can't. Right. There are removing the innocence from our children. And this is not education. This is indoctrination. Right. So that we're indoctrinating our children into this and we're letting them. And they spend eight to 10 to 12 hours in these schools. Right. And so that they get to do whatever it is they want to. And a lot of times they don't tell you they're doing things parental consent and you name it. Okay, all of this is going on and all this is happening, right? And they're doing it not just with the girls, they're doing it with the guys. You're going to do, do, do this, this is going to happen, and that's your first organ. All these things, right? Wow. They're showing all this stuff to, to children mm-hmm. in elementary. Okay, this is not even high school. This is elementary. So we need to be mindful of these things that are happening to the point that now, I mean, kids are having to have their own. Press conferences wow. to defend themselves, because nobody's willing to defend them. This is Connecticut, right? In Connecticut, there was uh, boys that began to run as in girl sports, and they didn't have puberty blockers, hormone therapy. They didn't have nothing. They just literally just said, "I'm a female," mm-hmm. and and they allowed them to begin to run in women's sports. They broke all the state records. These girls that were winning state, getting medals, getting scholarships and all of that, they all lost all the races to these boys because the the state said they could allow this to happen. So these are the things that they're having to face because we ourselves are not doing anything. That needs to change. And this is why we're here this is why we're talking about this, and this is why I am excited, okay, uh, for this movement, Jenny, Shannon, all this is going on right now of don't, you know, mess with our kids because I, I truly believe there's a wind of God that's going to blow on this. It's already blowing, but it's, going, it's good. The cells are just being set mm. to catch the wind of God in this, and we're mm-hmm. believing that when these women begin to gather, there's some things that are about to shift all over America, because that's the last thing I want to get mad is a mama. OK. And uh, <laughs> mess with their kids. <laughs> OK. And so uh, I'm excited about what's happening and what's taking place. And, and so this is why we're here. However, we can serve this, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I love this quote, and I can we can come back to the quote if there's something else we want to interject here, because I I always use this quote by Charles Finney, because it's it's so vital. This book was a long time ago, right? He did this a long time ago, and but it's still trans. I'll go ahead and read it since I can't help myself, and then we can do Q and A and all of that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, uh, because of of what just oh I'm doing I need to go here. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Do you have
0: anything else you want to show on your screen? We can leave it there. We can pop yeah, out. Let, yeah,
1: let me do the, the Charles Finney quote on the PowerPoint.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: And, uh, but I did something. Let me see if I can get back to it. Uh, Cause I think. Uh, yeah, you it- look for
0: that. Sean and I'll talk
1: about yeah, this. Just second. There's been
0: just such incredible things here. And um When I saw what you were doing with mobilizing the church to solve this problem, and you were showing, when I was with you that day, when we met, you were showing on your screen, pretty much dialing in to any city showing the numbers of people inside church. And it's massive. The church is massive. We are an army. And if we can get a hold of what God is doing Wants mm-hmm. to do through us, and we get a hold mm-hmm. of what happens if we don't mobilize. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm fired up because we have a fighting chance to turn this around with if the church engages in this. Okay, you found your quote.
1: Okay, and so uh, yes, I think so. Right here, so this is Charles Finney. Uh, it was used in the Great Awakenings, and he he put this in a book. And, and, and we'll get to, the, you'll see the title of the book at the end here, but I, we use this quote everywhere because it, it floored me when I first saw it, okay? And, and I believe it's going to do this to everybody that ever sees this. And uh, if we're serious about being men and women of God, making sure we're, being, we're a standard and we're ambassadors of Christ, okay? It says, brethren, our preaching will bear its legitimate fruit. If immorality prevails in the land, the fault is ours to a great degree. He said if there's decay if there's a decay of conscience the pulpit is responsible for it. If the pulpit if the public press lacks moral discrimination the pulpit is responsible for it. If the church is degenerate and worldly the pulpit is responsible for it. If the world loses its interest in religion the pulpit is responsible for it. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation the pulpit is responsible for it. If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible for it. Let us not ignore this fact, my dear brethren, but let us lay it to heart and be thoroughly awake to our responsibility and respect to the morals of this nation. The church must take right ground in regards to politics. Politics are part of a religion in a country as this, and Christians must do their duty to their country as part of their duty to God. God will bless or curse this nation according to the course Christians take in politics. He put that in a book called Hindrances in a chapter called Hindrances to Revival. Mm-hmm. And this again, going back to that statement that we had mentioned uh, in this book is how to experience revival by Charles Finney. Is if we want to see a move of God and we want to see God move, we're not going to be able to do this without the pulpit. We're not going to be right. able to do this without the church. It's going to take the church fully engaged. Say how did 2% tell the other 98% how to do life, family, and marriage? Because that 2% is organized. Okay, well, let's get, let's say, okay, now let's say 4%, right? They're going you know, to, people are going to start throwing numbers. Okay, just 4%, 5%. It doesn't matter. We're still 95%, okay? Mm-hmm. So here's the point. If we get organized as a church, we're 95%. We run the tables, okay? And again, we're not running the tables to just run tables. No, no, no. We're here to advance the kingdom of God and kingdom of God principles, right? And save our children. We're not going to allow this to keep happening and taking place. And this is what this whole thing is all about for us. We're not here for a personal agenda, okay? We're here for a God agenda and to protect our children. And this is why, again, we continue uh, to do this and continue to educate the church, and letting us let us let them know their role in everything that's taking place. So, yeah, I mean, we, we begin to see God move and I can get into here mm-hmm. in a little bit, if you would like, uh, cause you mentioned, you brought it up, but we can pick this up on another one or when we actually get into the votes and the voter guys and how we're going to mm-hmm. use all that uh, to let people know if we get organized, how this is going to look and how we can take back our communities and save our children and especially take back our schools, because that's what this is about at the end of the day.
3: I have a question for you, Mark, because one of, I don't know if this is an excuse or if this is just, I don't know what this is, but I want to hear from your standpoint because you are an educated man in this arena more than I am. So I hear Christians say that voter fraud right? That comes up. So it's like, are you saying that if so many of us vote, if we really came out but we would win by such a landslide, even with voter fraud, it wouldn't be an issue. Is that what you would say? Or what do you have to say about this, this thing about voter fraud?
1: There's not an algorithm big enough if the church comes out to vote. Okay. I'll say it this way. And uh, because it, the, again, there's so many of us that are not even participating right now. We're not even in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. okay this is what we gotta be mindful of if, if we come out okay and, and and the body of christ turns up the numbers and we we come out and vote like never before if we just got to 50 percent, we should be at 100 okay let's just let's get that straight okay but if we got to 50 percent, okay there's you know dominion eric heart Smartmatic, it don't matter okay wow, none I'm of sure this I'm matters thinking. okay but again now, having said that, this is what prayer comes in. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I'm not because yes, there there is does election fraud, does voter fraud exist? Yes, it does. Okay. You can you can say whatever you want to say. I've been doing this over 25 plus years. Okay. It's happening since the past 25 years, all my lifetime in this. Okay. Never to this level before, but it's been happening. So that's not that's not even the deal that is happening at third country, third world country levels was mind blowing. Okay. Me included in in all of this, but it exists because that's where this stuff is coming from. I got friends of mine. And so they say, Oh yeah, that this is, this comes from this country, comes from the Venezuela, the Philippines, all this, this has been going on forever. Now it's happening here. And okay. And this is why I believe certain things needed to happen, uh, for us to begin to find out the corruption that's, been taking place that now we're becoming aware of what's happening and creating strategies uh, to circumvent a lot of that and it all starts with prayer but then yes we got to vote and then of course there's other things we got to do from poll watching so because i i believe okay we want (laughs) to i'll throw some stuff out uh (laughs) we're gonna need poll watchers we're gonna need election judges okay i can already see all right we're gonna train some folk and come getting as we start getting closer over the next few months, all right. As we start asking you to enlist and 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 you know sign up, because then we're going to empower you, right? How to be an election judge and how, how to be uh, a poll watcher, because if we put eyes on it, this happened in Virginia, through another um, as uh, we mobilized churches over there, and and a, and a friend of ours that was we we got churches that came together. And because we got people from the church to begin to work the polls, volunteer, over 1,300 volunteers from the churches, okay, that began to take over the polling places. And because we literally had eyeballs, a lot of those that were there to, 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 to steal, to, to, to work corruptly and so forth, just left the polling place. They literally just said, oh, we're not going to work the polls after all. And so we began to see percentages, we had folks, 300 election judges that came out of the churches, right? So, and we've had more of that. We've had another place where we had up to 435 precinct chairs, okay, that began to take over their precincts. So there's a lot of strategy that can happen. And we'll talk out about all of those things, uh, you know, and in time as we start to really engage the army that's coming together, they're saying, we're not, you can't mess with our kids and we're going to do our part. Okay, that we need to be participating so these things don't just happen we're going to have this is a fight. it is a war, okay? but one that we can win if we engage in this arena like we've never before. put it this way in the in the days of our founding fathers they had a they had a, a rule. the written rule was that when you were asked to run for office, you couldn't say no. Oh wow. Okay, you didn't have an option. You can go, well, you know, I'm too busy. My business is growing. You know, i got all this stuff going on. And no, 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 you got asked to run for office. You're running for office, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that this is how this worked. So everybody engaged at whatever level. And these people gave their life. They let everything go, right? Remind, reminds me of, you know, the disciples in the Bible, right? God called them out. They gave, left, left everything and they followed Jesus. And, you know, and then God used them to do great things. See, that's what happens. God can use each and every one of us. To do great things and and uh and especially in 2024 when it comes to the up and coming greatest election of our lifetime i know we say that every year but this year <laughs> it's a real. No, we real really fun. mean
0: it we really mean it this time <laughs> for sure okay we are not done because we're going to go to part three And this conversation we've been having with Mark is blowing my mind. I'm so excited about the mobilization and the organization of the church, the army of God, and knowing what's going on here. Of course, you just saw from our last episode, you saw what was going on and it probably, you know, gripped your heart a bit, which is the point. God's heart has been gripped for our children and gripped for our nation and our families, and our hearts have been gripped, but here's the good news. There is something that we can do about it, and so we are going to go into a third episode here, so don't you worry. We're going to finish off this conversation, but we are so glad that you're able to be with us today, and we will see you in part three.